All right, well, Kelly is out of the blockhouse. I'm just going to start by saying welcome to Mixed Up Confusion. And then we're going to wait for Kelly to come back so I don't have to yell in her face. Man, it needs a killing me. There's just too many people. And they're all too hard to please. I spared you the indignity of screaming in your face. But that's part of the thing. Yeah, well, you'll have to listen to the episode to feel the indignity. Okay. And just like everybody else listening, I'm, I apologize. Why did this happen? Why Why do we yell? You're the one know. that started it. I know. I don't I know why. Just take it away. I know. I did, though. It's gone. All right, Kelly, we are people of the world. We stopped recording last November. Mm-hmm. We did a couple of episodes about our season, our the end of season two. We did a Christmas special and obituaries um, uh, with everybody that we lost in 2018. All kinds of fun stuff. So if you want to go back and listen to that, we're not too far removed. Although next year, it'll be weird. You know, who goes back and listens to our 2017 versions of those, man. Well, what? some people that have found tra- out about our podcast have started from episode one, and uh, I advise against that. I advise against <laughs> that. If you're here, don't start at episode one. Start at like 19. Yeah. Little Maggie. That's a good one. That was our first mix-up confusion. That was when we first started to have an idea of what we were doing. So. Is Little Maggie in the Seven Curses extended universe? I mean, that's a great question. We hadn't got Seven mm. Curses yet, so we'll have to go back and revisit all of those. Maybe we'll... Next time we get to an expanded universe... Uh, song. Well, maybe you have to stop and be like, "What is in the expanded universe?" Really fill out our like scene here. Yeah, our, our people. Well, we're world building. And if you join us on Monday, we did one of our uh, reviewers on iTunes is now a part of the Seven Curses expanded That's universe. Right. So if you want to be a part of it, you can go and uh, give us a review. Like DTK Lola. DTK Lola is now a character. Is now a character in the expanded <laughs> <Seven> universe. <laughs> <laughs> And if you don't know what we're talking about, it's okay. But we don't really 100% know what we're talking about either. Kelly, over these last two months, though, that we've been off, it's been a real treat. And we usually start in January uh, for season two. But I was like, we're just going to start in February because we started the show officially in February uh, for season one. Our very first episode was like middle of February. We're coming back at the beginning of February. We did a couple of cool things. So this episode is going to be pretty simply structured. We're going to talk about Tallest Man on Earth, that who we saw uh, at November the end of 25th. November, uh, right after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. at Revolution Hall here in Portland. And then we're going to talk about, Kelly's going to go over what she sort of did this these last two months. I'm going to talk about mine. And then we're going to talk about Minus the Bear, who we saw December 13th, December 13th, 2018, at for the their Rose final their final Portland show mm-hmm. before their three-night extravaganza closing out their career in in Seattle, mm-hmm. which we were not privy to. No, we were not. Because, of course not. <laughs> because it was a lie, mostly. It was a lie, the, basically. The, if you don't know. Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> <coughs> All right, Kelly. So let's kind of get into something that we've been talking about since the very beginning of the show. Toss me on.
fucking better. I mean, mu- the nature of music festivals is kind of tough anyway, just because the stage is gigantic. There's a million people there. Uh, it was a full band in 2015, which yeah. was a big difference because it was just Christian, right? This is yeah. Um, and it was incredible. I was. It's weird to be at a venue where it's sitting, but I think that it was totally appropriate for the performance because yeah. it was just him and an electric guitar, sometimes a piano. Um, and it was just beautiful. The lighting was incredible. I've oh, never yeah, these seen boxes such, of lights that yeah, were connected such production to the guitar for and, such a because well, yeah, it really like rounded out the performance. Like it made it was kind of a a backing instrument on its own. It just mm-hmm. added another depth to it. It was really neat. And uh, Rep Hall's not huge, but it's not tiny, so the stage is nice and big. So it really just like enveloped him. There were parts where he was just a silhouette and it's just like mm. this cool silhouette of this guy just playing the shit out of his guitar and singing his head off and yeah when i saw him in chicago in 2010 he was just him on the stage like at a regular venue mm. uh at lincoln hall in chicago and it was great uh but i mean it wasn't as like it wasn't as full as Re- i mean red hall was it's big enough i mean there's yeah. enough people there uh this one did not have that many people back then but it was just us we were just standing around you know watching him and and it's just so weird to s- and then see him a couple of years, I mean, five years later at Music Fest Northwest. It's huge stage. Yeah. And obviously most people were there for Modest Mouse and like, you know, right, yeah. that was really the draw. That's so right. We g- did see Modest Mouse. Yeah. Right afterwards. <laughs> and that was fantastic. I yeah. mean, what a great one-two combo. Yeah. And especially after, you know, Dark Bird is home or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was his first like going electric, if you will, quote unquote, right. album. And so it was really cool to see him with the full band. But I love him just by himself. I, what I found most interesting is... It was only him. I don't remember the last show I've ever been at where it was only one person. We were convinced yeah. that there was going to be a an opening act or like somebody. And not just one person, one instrument, no backing track, nothing. no nothing. Him and a fucking guitar or again, piano. Occasionally. Yeah, the only backing moments were when he, he came out to um, a, some Swedish artist, I assume. I mean, Hocken, Helen yeah. Strop, like, and it was very beautiful. And I think everyone was like, what's going on here? And he just kind of came out to it. And then at the end, he closed with... Uh, well, he did Winner Takes All by ABBA. Oh, that's right. Which we had just watched that's Better right. Call Saul. So we're yeah. like, holy shit, we know this song. And only because of Better Call Saul. And only right? because yeah. of Better Call Saul. And then he cuts out with Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. um, uh, You Can't Hurry Love. And he's just like lovely waving and like little doing little dances. And it was it was really great. And then, yeah, I guess he played uh, Say a Little Prayer yeah, I got in that the middle of the thing. Yeah. yeah, those were like really cool moments of just like, what a great transition, especially when you're the only one on stage. They did a great job. It was fantastic. Did they play the songs you wanted? The only one that I was uh, sad that didn't get played was uh, There's No Leaving Now, which yeah. I love dearly. But, I mean, yeah, King of Spain, fantastic. I was oh, I mean, King of Spain was unreal. And that's what I'm talking about. When he would do the strum, because we played King of Spain, I don't know. I mean, go back and listen to Boots of Spanish Leather. Mm-hmm. He <coughs> he does that sort of fast strumming and then going down to the slow tune. Do, 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 Those 
lights. I mean, it's hard to imagine without seeing it. And I'll put some clips up on our website. So if you want to go and look, um, I'll put up some Instagram videos that you can follow along with. But it's so cool to have the strumming go up and down and have the lights flashing like crazy when he's strumming fast because you wouldn't think he could do it like i don't know anything. i know like, I like, how are these lights how are these so lights fast? going <laughs> it's it's wonderful uh, they play criminals which is, i know i love which i've never seen uh because <laughs> that yeah a lot of the new songs you know somewhere in the mountains um all you blue is now. Too, right? which one time of the blue yep absolutely yeah those ones i wasn't super sure about i uh, started with to grow away like a wheel that's what he closed with when i saw him in chicago yeah, like a wheel is great too. like a wheel is so good it's weird to go from a final song such a great final song to the third song in the set list it's very strange yeah but he closed officially he did an encore but he closed officially with the dreamer which is my favorite so yeah well and, that, and when i saw him in 2010 crap. that had just I don't, it hadn't even come out yet. Sometimes the blues is just a passing bird. So when he brought out the electric guitar, I think I've said it before on the show, he told the crowd, don't worry, I'm not really playing electric guitar. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> and I don't know how well his English is. I think it's kind of interesting because the first two records I find so overly charming because there's so many lyrical moments that you have no idea what he's even talking about. He, I think he's gotten much better with English as he's gone oh, along. So I look back at that 2010 for me and I'm like, everyone was laughing. Everyone was laughing at him, not at him, but like he was very funny. But I think some of the joke was that I don't really speak English that well. So right. I'm like, but he is still so funny. so funny. I mean, so funny. And what I think is really interesting, too, is that he was with somebody back then and he is a musical partner. They were sort of doing stuff. Uh, and then they got a divorce and they broke up. And that was kind of a big thing, I think, around Dark Bird is Home. I think a lot of that was about the breakup. And now he's like really happy with whoever he's with, who's like with his road crew or whatever. And they're so cute. Mm -hmm. And he's like, everybody clap for my... You what know, was like, her name? I don't remember. Lisa? Like Ashley, know. Melissa or something. Who knows? But it was just adorable. My favorite song by him is probably The Wild Hunt. And when okay. he came back out to play that, that was one of that captured the entire thing because I love it. Kids on the Run was always a weird song for me. That was the very last song he played when he came back. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know how I feel about the piano, Tall's Man, but he is wonderful at everything he does. And even though it had a lot of new songs that I wasn't really familiar with, I'm kind of glad he played them because I feel yeah. like over the years I'm going to get to know those songs a little bit more and I'm going to be appreciative that I got to see them yeah. then, which is pretty, pretty cool because um, I really enjoy this set list and I really, I really love Toss Man on Earth. And if you haven't listened to him, I highly recommend it. Oh, absolutely. It was such a rad show. I just, the intimacy of one person yeah. on the stage and just being such a force. And such a force. Incredible. What a talented fucking musician, I guess. Yeah. Just 
Incredible. And hopefully new music. I mean, he says that he's working on a new record, so. Well, yeah, I mean, he's had a smattering of songs. Yeah, I think that was a whole year. project, and he did the music video thing we were mm-hmm. going to talk about last year. Which we didn't. Which we didn't, because <laughs> we didn't really have the time. But I have watched them all, and they're all really beautiful. And it's him just sitting down playing the songs, and he has these really cool guitars, and, like, some of them are, like, really, like, like steel, little steel guitars, and, like, he's just such a... That's the thing that I think gets lost a little bit on the new songs, is that he it's they're very sort of just plain Jane. They're just good little songs. But you go back and listen to the first two records, he is such a virtuoso. <coughs> He's such a virtuoso when it comes to guitar and banjo. And the first record mm-hmm. is so banjo heavy. I love that he still plays the gardener and I won't be found and mm-hmm. he still feels the need to go back to those first records because they're so good. Yeah. And I I ride and die for the wild hunt and for um Sometimes the blues is just a passing bird. Oh, I mean, I definitely listen to all of his albums when I was driving to Colorado by myself because it's just like so appropriate. Yeah. And then you can just cry by yourself and no one sees you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's where his lyrics have gotten better so that the cries make a little more sense. In the past, you're like, why am I crying over this weird conjugated sentence that I'm not sure what means, but I'm dying inside. <laughs> But this was a joyous occasion, for what it's worth. Seeing yes. him is a joyous occasion. There's no sadness. He does joke all the time about, oh, I wrote another sad song. Sorry, guys. I got to play it. It's like I'm contractually obligated to play the sad song. But then I'll get to a good one after. Uh, he's really good at sad, but it's not a, it's not a, a dour experience. It is, a, sure. it is light, and it's lovely. And he's such a talented and thoughtful musician. I can't say Anything more, just praise, 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 praise. Mm -hmm. Whatever you would say about somebody that you really care for, that is exactly how I feel about Talisman on Earth, for sure. After Thanksgiving comes Christmas. After Christmas comes the new year. What were you doing in Christmas and the new year? Well, the next day after seeing Minus the Bear on the 13th, literally nine hours later, I was on a plane to go see my mom, which full circle, baby. We started this podcast right when I got back from Hawaii before. I know. And now season three, right when I get back from Hawaii, which is not true because I got back in uh, the day after Christmas. But True. Uh, yeah, I went to see my this mom. Is, this is almost February. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I went to see my mom and it was rad. Uh, I mean, we just hung out. It's I always feel really shitty when I'm like, yeah, my mom lives on the big lives in Hawaii. Like, oh, really? Yeah, the Big Island, and like, oh, that's so cool. It's like, but it's not like that. It would be the same thing as if my mom lived in fucking Minnesota. You know, yeah. it's it's like I'm just going to see my mom and hang it's, out there. It's warmer. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing Hawaii stuff though, so right. I always feel bad because I'm like, I feel like such a privileged little shit. But it's like <laughs> I've been there, I've been there so many times, and I I am broke as fuck. The only reason I was able to go is because credit cards. What's up? But uh, it's not. It's not to go do the fun Hawaii things. We've already done all of the, the yeah things, touristy things. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but it was great to see her. Um, I she didn't know I was coming, so uh, that's really the clutch thing. Yeah, because her birthday's on the fourteenth, and I showed up on the fourteenth, and uh, we both did that. I, I surprised know. my mom for her birthday. Shit. I know it was the year of surprise mom. Year of surprise mom stuff. <laughs> Boom, twenty eighteen. Remember it. 
got a little video and she still sends me texts like once a week like i can't believe you i can't believe you came. <laughs> so, That's that horrible. was totally worth it 100 yeah. percent. um and then hey you I, really can't pull that all the time no like and, and the more you do it it's like like i don't know i won't surprise my mom probably for another at least decade you can't you just can't it's right. it also in, in some level feels rude to just keep intruding upon their lives <laughs> without them knowing it's like it's fun the first time right well, and for me, and I hadn't seen her since before we started the podcast. It had been oh, yeah, two, years, two years. And I was like, cause she couldn't afford for me to fly out there. And I was like, she couldn't afford to fly here. And I couldn't. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just yeah. going. Cause you set you up some good subterfuge. It was great. I did. I lied and said I was going to a music festival yeah. in Washington in the dead of winter. And she was like, yep, that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds right. I'm going to Minnesota, you know, the same thing as Hawaii, apparently. Just fine. So that was neat. And then oh. I... I spent a lot of money on um, instruments. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a tiny child's guitar. We got lots of big plans for playing some instrument stuff mm-hmm. here this, hopefully this season. Got a new MIDI controller. Uh, uh, my, a nice keyboard. Yeah, the, yeah. the it's not technically a keyboard, I don't oh, think, so because it doesn't have speakers. Oh, so you just said the word speakers. controller. Yeah, That's what it is? It's called a MIDI controller, I wow. believe, because it doesn't have its own way of making sound. You have to have it plugged into a USB or that makes MIDI sense. output. But my old one was only two octaves that Daniel kindly bought for us. Oh yeah, way back in the day, a couple of years ago, and uh, but this one's five or six octaves, I think. So badass, it's a lot easier. And it has like real keys, like a piano feel to it. There's resistance in the yeah, keys. Yeah, yeah, kind of neat. So, so doing that stuff. Big stuff coming. The guitar was a really great purchase. It's you um, also bought a violin. <laughs> I did buy a violin. Twenty. 20 oh, it's ten dollars. Ten dollar violin from Goodwill. These were all Goodwill purchases. It cost about like twenty bucks to make it. Uh, it's a you needed to fix the knobs. You got to need to fix the. The yeah, neck, the new bridge. tuning pegs, new strings, and a bridge. Uh, and there's a crack in the body, but it's like just on the edge of where the bridge goes, so it's going to be fine, I think. Yeah. And yeah, it was only 15 bucks for the parts, so hopefully Boom. I'll have a $25 violin after that. Um, violin coming to Sound of the Window soon. I don't know how to play it all. Well, that was, you know, Sound of the Window, you got that violin, mm-hmm. the cor- you know, the strings that you put on before. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Jesus. It's coming, it's One coming. One we're going to do a live cover of our intro oh, song. Wow. It's going to happen. How? There's only two of us. Uh, you'll play the guitar and I'll uh, play the violin. Oh. Or piano. I guess one of us should play the piano. To really try. Yeah. Try to do stuff. And in addition to trying, I'm sure there's great music and stuff that you listen to to keep yourself focused. Tell us more. <laughs> Tell us more about that, Kelly. Oh, my God. So basically for the last two months, solidly, I've been listening to what is now called, apparently, lo-fi hip-hop. Right. You have been uh, attacked I, through I, memes. <laughs> Attacked through me. Oh my God. Daniel came into my house and attacked me. Yes. Uh, it was easy because it's also his house, but. Black house. Uh, the black house. But yeah, I, I've always ever called it just ambient hip hop or like just, but now it's, that's a whole thing. So what is it? So it's just, it's hip hop beats that are low key, just sort of in the background, kind of as you work. Right. It's just, yeah. there's no vocals or Chill anything. Hop, uh, lo-fi hip hop, uh, ambient hip hop. But that's kind of it. That's all it is. It's just. It's just backing music to what you're doing. Imagine a hip hop song with a really great beat that has a lot of jazz influence in it, but nobody's talking over it. That's it. Yeah. We got a nutshell. But Daniel said he should. He sent me a meme that was like lo-fi hip hop is the was it easy listening of our generation. And I was like, (gasps) the jazz easy listening. And it's true. And it's well, I popped on a little bit of like what I consider quite tame jazz. And you're like, I'm having heart palpitations <laughs> from like Sonny Rollins, who's just like tooting away. And you're like, oh my God, I can't do it. I love. There's no noodling. That's no. This is art. It is art. I They're understand not noodling. it conceptually and I can praise it for the instrumentality. I you cannot, however, this. listen to it for pleasure because it's 
it hurts me. Well, it's it's playing right now. <laughs> God. Uh, so yeah, but I'm also very particular with that. Like once we start doing some saxophone shit, I'm out. Once we start doing Damn. certain things, I'm just like out. <laughs> well, now and, that Sonny Rollins hate makes sense. Yes, but it gets really repetitive really fast, and you'll notice a lot True. of them on the playlists, like because there's countless if I hit playlists mm. now. I have right. my own that's got like six million songs on it now, but. And I'm, you know, chipping away at them as I listen because I can't stand this. They're repetitive. So yeah. a lot of them are a minute long. And I was like, wow. oh, that saves you. That saves you from. And then they transition to each other so easily. That's like you don't even notice when oh, we're talking about the next. Right, so. right. Um, but yeah, it makes me happy. <laughs> and it has for a long time. I didn't realize that this was like a phenomenon because I've been listening to, to Trip Hop. Yeah. Uh, which is basically the same thing, but with like fun, sad vocals over it. Um, like Portishead or um, Sneaker Pimps Becoming X, one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. That kind of said Lamb. I've been listening to Lamb a lot who they're like... Uh, one of the OG uh, taking jungle breaks and drum and bass breaks and oh, having fun. a fun ethereal lead singer, lady singer on it. Um, yeah. But it's kind of like that. And Oh, also Bonobo came out with a new single. So I think it's gonna be coming out with an album here soon. Okay. Um, he's my, my favorite DJ dude. Does it sound differently than other things or it, the first 30 seconds are a little rough. I was like, I don't know who you are Why? anymore. It, it just wasn't, I don't know who you are <laughs> anymore. It just wasn't the same. It was a little too bubbly. His music has to me <coughs> like a little bit of a sad edge to it. And okay. I was like, what is this? But then it went. So Bonobo so. maybe found happiness and you're like, <laughs> like unacceptable. No, I can't, yeah. I can't. So if he comes back around to Portland, I'll definitely go see him. Uh, little people came out with an album. Okay. Um, at the end of last year or the very beginning of this year the first track is a banger the singer i can't remember what it is but the the rest of the album's kind of rough but i'm gonna go see him in april for my birthday yes. because Whoa. it's just any like electronic music show is kind of just an all-night dance party thing so yeah. uh, when i went to go see bonobo in 2014 i think it was really fun just party yeah just get drunk and dance all night so that sounds um, fun. that's gonna be neat and yeah i mean i mentioned the other stuff that we listened to or that I listened to over the last couple of months on our our song a couple of days ago. That I hope you listen to the episode. But yeah, that's it. Pup is awesome. That's my takeaway. Yeah. Over the last two months. Pup, pup is, is awesome. pup is pretty awesome. Yeah. Listen to pup. Yeah, I've been sick. Yeah. Yeah. That hasn't been, been great. <coughs> For Proof. <laughs> Proof. Uh, I mentioned you know I watched Jazz by Ken Burns. It's now a I mean almost a twenty year old documentary, and it stops in the end of the nineteen sixties, which is just bullshit but it was it was but it was fantastic it was such a great learning experience for all of these artists that you know by name louis armstrong coltrane miles davis all this stuff you just don't know anything about them it's really cool to piece it all together so i've been falling into a lot of jazz stuff over the last two months and falling into a lot of 60s playlists i've been listening to like the greatest songs of the 60s um currently i'm about halfway through my list, I'm deep into Marvin Gaye stuff. We're about mm. to get real deep on that. It's fantastic. The first Frank Zappa record was something I never understood as a teenager, but like now makes a lot more sense. Kind of enjoy it. Um, Randy Newman, I don't understand the allure. Oh my God. So if you know anything about Randy Newman, oh like hit God. us up because I don't get it. Uh, and then uh, like everything, like Bossa Nova, uh, mm. Tropicala music, um, Gilberto Gill. He's like on everything. He's on like every record of that late sixties period, early seventies. Obviously I've been listening to the bridge. Um, and then the records that I, I mentioned before, Sharon Van, Van Etten came out, uh, 2019 say anything with their final record. Vampire weekend came out better oblivion community center. Mm -hmm. I watched them on Colbert. They premiered, uh, it was really cool. They went to a, uh, 
a standard def uh, layout. You know? Oh, really? So they, the four by three? Yeah, and then they had on the bottom because apparently they were teasing the record in LA uh, with like benches and stuff, and there's a toll free number you can call. Oh yeah, it even says on their Spotify if you go to the about page, it says it's call, call our hotline. Exactly. So you can do that, and it's basically like a imagine a yoga studio or something like a community center that's just <laughs> sad. Just like it's just shit. sad. If yeah, night veil stuff, yeah, yeah exactly. But it, obviously the songs have nothing to do with it. They're fantastic songs. We mentioned Dylan Thomas. Their single is fantastic. But I think this is one of those records for me this year that's going to be... I think I'm still going to remember it. It's not a Jeff Rosenstock moment by any means. But I love Connor and I love Phoebe Bridgers. And yeah, I recommend Boy Genius. And I recommend her for her first record. Um, I don't know. I'm really excited to keep going with that. read a couple books already this year uh my first book this year was uh, death in yellowstone a whole book about all the people who have uh, accidentally died oh God, that's right you're telling me all those terrible stories oh bear attacks and like people falling off cliffs and stuff and some of it's very you know it gets your blood moving and there are moments too with like the murders in the park where i'm sitting well i'm, I'm usually I, I the blockhouse for people who don't know is sort of a converted garage and I was reading about bear attacks on the couch that we have in here, and I just imagined a bear coming through the wall because my head is technically out on the street. So, like, right <laughs> over my head is our driveway. And I imagine a bear coming through, like, one of the campers, and he just gets taken by the head and dragged away. So the whole time I just kept thinking, all of these things that are happening are going to happen to me. Naturally. That's why I don't listen to true crime because I feel like I'm the next victim <laughs> and it's coming. So I listened to that. Um, I also read a book called The Bone and Sinew of the Land, America's Forgotten Black Pioneers and the Struggle for Equality by Lisa Ann, uh, Annalisa Cox. Uh, that was up for a National Book Award this past year and it was fantastic. Maybe my favorite book in a long time uh, was a really great look at Oklahoma City. Um, it was, it's called Boomtown, the fantastical saga of Oklahoma city. It's chaotic founding. It's apocalypse weather. It's purloined basketball team and the dream of becoming a world-class metropolis by Sam Anderson. And it is fucking great. It is just such a light read. And it's, uh, looking at the Oklahoma thunder basketball team. Right, yeah. That's kind of the anchor of it all. But then they talk about, um, it all takes place in, I think 2014. So there's like a huge, um, uh, her, uh, a huge tornado that hits Oklahoma city and just like the founding of Oklahoma City is fascinating. I don't know if you know anything about no. Oklahoma. Um, and then if you if you want to listen to that as an audiobook, which is what I did, I cannot recommend enough the Libby app. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast before, but like if you want to be the person that wants to listen to audiobooks in the future this year, you know, I think we did talk about this at the end of yeah. the year. Libby, uh, you might have Overdrive or heard about it if you go to the library at all. This is like the Overdrive app with pretty icing on top and it makes it an actual functional yeah. functional app and it's one of the most beautiful apps I've ever seen in my life so highly recommend that and I recommend listening to Boomtown to start your year it's fantastic good to know 
All right, Kelly, we're going to close out this mixed up confusion with one of my, I don't know if it was the the best show I've ever been to, but it was uh, but it was unique because I don't recall seeing a last show by a band. You've never been a, a, band. a farewell tour of any kind. No, sure. so we saw Minus the Bear yeah. at the Roseland in December 13th, 2018 in Portland, Oregon. We sure did. If you, if any of you, this is a very specific reference, have ever been... <laughs> To the House of Blues in Orlando, Florida. Whoa. Uh, it's a very similar setup. So there's like a downstairs area. Upstairs, and then there's yeah. a second uh, U-shaped like mezzanine area where there is some seating, but there's also standing room. But mostly it was, it was all standing. The bar is upstairs too, which is which pretty is unique. Which is weird. And it's like cash only. And it's kind of a mess of a place. But... It's kind of a nutso place. And this was my second. I saw Mastodon there in 2014. And it was weird. I've been to the Star Theater across the street multiple times. Have you... You've seen Minus the Bear before, haven't you? I saw... Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw Minus the Bear back in 07, 08, whenever Planet oh, of Ice. Because wow. okay. uh, Planet of Ice, I rode for that record. I loved Mina Siloso in 2005. That was right at the end of my high school years. And I was like, this is who I want to be. I want to be the person that likes this record. <laughs> and then I kind of forgot about that. And then when Planet of Ice, Nights, I mean, that was her first single. When I heard Nights for the first time, I was like, this is the future of music. This is everything I want. Planet of Ice is one of my favorites. And then Omni came out a couple of years later after I kind of forgotten about it. And they're trash. And then they've been trash ever since. <laughs> Disagree. Yes. But yeah, I um, I saw them once before that Doug for a lounge here. Okay. Uh, but they were doing only these songs are for beer commercials or whatever. Oh, these. I mean. They make beer commercials that sound like this or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. So that was a little weird because it was the 10th anniversary of that album, which was kind of like an EP. It is only like five yeah, songs. But, it is a good EP though. Yeah. And it's. Better than everything post Omni <laughs> or post Planet of Ice, I should say. But uh, Jake Snyder was just as despondent as ever, who's the lead singer. He's just in the corner and doesn't really move and it doesn't really look at anybody. So I've got, I, we're going to get into it, but I want to, I, I don't think I've even shared this with you before because I kind of forgot about it. I posted videos on my Instagram. The keyboardist actually liked and thanked me for coming to the show. What? Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was, that was fun. Then I was like, this is fun. I'm going to look at their Instagram stuff because I never even thought about it. All of them. The guitarist, fantastic. I mean, him coming out oh, and yeah. playing. Uh, Dave Knudsen. Yeah. Knudsen. Knudsen. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Knudsen? Knudsen. Knudsen. Yeah. Uh, he, he, on his Instagram feed, they posted goodbyes. You know, they're, they're basically showing tour updates. All of them were. 
I looked at I, not the drummer because he's a new kid, mm-hmm. but like the bassist, the the keyboardist, and the guitarist were all doing. We're this is our final show. We're we're I'm excited to be in Portland tonight. I'm excited to be in Austin no. tonight. I'm excited to be lead singer. Nothing. Yeah. His Instagram is updated. Nothing. Yep. Nothing to do with minus the bear. All of it is political. All of it's today. Oh wow. He's just like he was out, man. Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah, uh, he is that person. I think he's out. Yeah. I think that was it. He's just like he's so divorced from like being in a band, and I and I think that that's been that way for a long time. Mm-hmm. Ever since the end of Planet of Ice. <laughs> I just think there's like this laziness that's really seeped through their music that you kind of feel. And like, I've always kind of felt ever since then. But now I, looking at that Instagram feed, I'm like, wow, you're ending and you don't, not that you don't give a shit. I mean, I don't want to. But if you've been Instagram. checked out for a while. But you've been checked out. Yeah. You're, you seem to still be completely checked out. Meanwhile, Dave, holding it down, incredible, just like so into everything, doing crazy shit on the guitar. Um, that was he, my favorite. He was just just standing as close to the edge as he could. Just He has this really... Staring you down. Just Unique way of playing the guitar. He does, uses both hands on the neck. It's like this tapping oh, technique yeah. that, it's, that he does that you can hear so well in the first couple of albums. And then Ami is that Ami chord instrument, which is made by oh, like, yeah. Toshiba or somebody, that's this really weird little digital pad. They pull it out on like it's like a big stool. calculator. It's fucking yeah. nuts. Um, so he, that's why. Well, I actually had a friend who uh, bought an Omnicore. And um, well, was actually, I follow his girlfriend. And she was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so they're just laying in bed. And she's like, surreptitiously, like, watching him. <laughs> well, no, none of that. Although she loves Minus the Bear. Um, I've known her forever. I wonder if she went to the last Oklahoma show. I don't know. But fucking... It's weird. Yeah. You're just kind of, it's like you're strumming a guitar, but there's no pick or anything. There's no strings. And, and you're just, just making this weird noises. Yeah, you're just kind of. They, they played for a long time. They did like 25 songs with the encore included. Um, and they played my favorite songs, which are Absent Party at the Fly Honey Warehouse and uh, Pachika Sunrise. So. Yeah. Oh, well, everybody loves. And that was their final final song. Yeah, Pachika Sunrise. Yeah. I I loved my time. I loved that they played Summer Angel, which is such a trash, <laughs> such a trash song. And I love that they just played it because it was like inertia, I guess. No, uh, the game needed me drilling uh, spritz spritz. I mean, oh, nights yeah, is. Um, but you know, honestly, I really liked um, Invisible. That was from Last yeah. Kiss. They're, they're, or the Last Kiss. They're what? Last Voids. Loves. Voids. Oh, sorry, Voids. Voids. Yeah. From 2017's Voids, their last album, mm-hmm. which is, I think, the least dumpster fire of their last records, in my opinion. But I think Invisible is one of my favorite songs of the last of their last decade see i've been down the whole time because i really liked that they played the diamond lightning too from infinity overhead they did yeah um because i think it's a really beautiful song 
but I I don't know I've I found out about them in 2006 I think I was at the Hippodrome so in right after Mina Soloso yeah and yeah. that was the album that like I went to there's a little coffee shop right outside the Hippodrome theater in Gainesville I can't remember the name of it but um it was playing and I was like what the fuck is this yeah and she gave me the woman who was working the barista gave me the CD because it's just like a CDR that she had copied and yeah. she's like just take it with you and I've just been like the highly refined pirates I just listened to for like a year straight yeah. It was just so, it was really great to see them. I can't believe we got to go to their farewell tour, and I'm really glad that we didn't fuck that up. No, I agree. also was the most represented i mean trilling the fix the game needed me mm-hmm. like they they was they did well they did well actually with all of their I think so. songs i i can't really think if there's any that i really really wanted that they, that didn't, they didn't play, play. no me either I, they played every single song i wanted to hear yeah i think so and it was really good and they did a really good job and uh even though we're saying that it doesn't seem like the lead singer was is into it anymore and that's probably one of the reasons it's ending he really killed it he did, oh, he did a really fantastic really great job it's they not like he didn't put the did. energy in but it was just like he has a vibe about him and he definitely was the same way when i saw him at doug for yeah and it's been so like long four now. years ago four or five years ago whatever. yeah and but i it was you know and they've cool. been around for a long time it's like and and you know kind of going back to their lore it's like they kind of started out as a joke right and it's like i'm sure you never really thought about still doing it after all this time yeah. it must be cool I think maybe keeping a level of detachment is not the worst thing in the world. Sure. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I think these songs will live on. I, I, I had, I had a lot of fun listening to it all again. Right. Yeah. Going back uh, before. Yeah. And even after the show, I still went back and cleared out the little playlist I made. Cause you know, after I listened to it, I would delete it. And I was like, I'm not mad that I just saw them two days ago and I'm now listening to them again. Yeah. Typically I'll try to clear out the playlist before, and then never think about it again, you know, until the next time I see him. But there is no next time. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope there's not a next time. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that shit where you're like, oh, we're uh, back together. So I we'll, think there's something. We'll Otherwise, this podcast is a sham. <laughs> <coughs> I think there's something cool about knowing when to say this is enough and we're done. Yeah. And then the last little EP was called Fair Enough, wasn't it? Fair like, Enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they should have realized in 2008. Okay. There is. Infinity Overhead is cool, and but shut Omni, up. we're not going to say <laughs> Omni's fine. Whatever, Nights is a fun song. Or, or not, not, sorry, not Nights. My time. I always say that. My time is so fun. Yeah, but it's so dumb, <laughs> and it's so different <laughs> and weird, <laughs> which is fine. And doing a whole album based on the Omni chord is such a weird. What a fun concept! What a fun concept! I think Dave has a lot of musical ideas, and like I, I could see him really wanting to keep it together, so he could just keep playing around yeah. with his ideas. But which I respect. But I wonder if that's where it breaks down. It's just like that's not who enough. writes the songs. Yeah, that's maybe what I'm more curious about. Because there was definitely a dexterity there early records that does not exist anymore. They're just not. It's not exciting. It's not exciting music. It's. Very, because even Invisible is a great song, but it's slow. But it's just verse, yeah. chorus, verse, chorus. And there might be something too break and, getting older too, and you've been living that fucking life for they, so they long. Would, I think that's kind of what they alluded to in the moments yeah. that they talked. Is exactly that. Like we're tired. We're getting old, man. Yeah. It's 
we started this as a joke and we we went crazy and all of those early songs are just like getting drunk yeah fucking partying yep. i'm gonna take the pills i want to you know don't say no to the pills sex drugs rock and roll absolutely all and day. and i think when you lose that it's tough it's tough and i think it takes a unique artist to wade through that era to something new mm-hmm. you know because i mean you can look at people like bob dylan it's oh, like sure. he could have been a washed up person after 1966 but you have to reinvent he, yourself to you have keep, to reinvent yourself yeah. and you should you should be growing you shouldn't be playing thinking the same shit is funny when you're 20 as you do when you're 45 like, right because some of it is a little cringeworthy and yeah, totally. i'm sure you're just like oh man i was 20 once and yeah, it's exactly. weird to have that on tape and i as somebody who has recorded weird things when they were before they were 20 it is a weird feeling but i've never been on a major label sure, you know, with the whole, world, with the whole world listening and lo- yeah. loving it in a way yeah it's like man that is so i can't imagine that level of vulnerability and i think wanting to move on from it is is interesting i just i just always think with the guitarist he wants to play these crazy sort of things but maybe i'm wrong maybe he kind of enjoys the I don't know. where they are as a band i wonder how they all feel about minus the bear in 20 you know, for voids, you know, 2017, like what? Cause even I, fair enough, those songs were, I mean, what are the names of them? Yeah, Completely forgettable. Yeah. I, I, it'll be interesting to see if Dave ends up in another band and do, oh, well, they, he played in botched. He, yeah. he was, he was yeah. in botch. One of the greatest hardcore bands of all time yeah. as a guitarist. I mean, that's the thing. That's why they were so cool too. Especially for me that I think that's why I learned about them. Cause I was like, Oh, it's really cool that this guy was playing this hardcore ass music. I mean, botch is so hard. And then to have this really fun, like, wow, you're really good at guitar. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that end and... of nights, right? We're like, oh, yeah. like going nuts. Yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. And, and Botch doesn't really do that, but their guitars are so heavy and like there are those moments in there. So I don't know. You kind of you kind of get Botch and you get Minus the Bear. I think that's a pretty good combo. I don't know where you go from that. Anyways, great show. I'm really, really glad we got to see it. It was um, a really great show. Uh, it would have been cool to go to the actual last show. So what happened was the tickets sold out immediately for immediately. the last Seattle show. They opened up two more shows. And then at that point, it's like, is this really the last show? We had a big <laughs> existential crisis yeah. of like, does this actually count as the last show? And so right. we decided to go to the last Portland show right. as the final for sure show. Correct. Whereas instead of going to night two of what became three later. Right. It's like, well, I guess we're at the final shows, but it's not really the final show. And then the poor people who sold out the first night. It's like, that's where you want to be. I went to the very last show. Oh. Minus two. But but that show was probably way more bonkers, hopefully, than the other ones. But then you don't want to shortchange these poor saps over here by the the third night of the show. Right. Because what do you do? You come out and fucking phone it in? That would suck. That's not a good way to close out your career. So we went to the last Portland show. It was fantastic. It was. It was really cool to see them uh, again, a band that's been so influential. I, I can't wait for Slater Kennedy to come back because they're, yeah. they're definitely working on a new album. Because like that's a band that's huge in my heart too, obviously. Yeah. So it was, it was nice. Definitely go to Slater Kennedy. All right, Kelly. We are done with Mixed Up Confusion. We're going to be coming at you with some more throughout the year. Of course, we're going to do uh, you know, uh, April Fool's Day. And we got, uh, obviously, our October. We'll do 
whoever month Whatever it's going to be. Person. Yeah, we got lots of ideas we want to do. We did no supplementals last year, so hopefully you'll get some more supplementals. Uh, we'll, of course, have Game of Thrones coming your oh, way Jesus as well. fucking Christ. We got a lot. This year is going to be pretty chock full. Uh, we're not going to do this for every one of our things, so this will be pretty rare, although we might check in from time to time. But otherwise, we'll see you on Monday for uh, episode 77, Stack of Lee. Secondly, off of uh, World Gone Wrong, our very first song off of that. So check in there and then we'll keep picking new songs uh, with new themes because that is what 2019 is going to be all about. Themes. Themes. <laughs> Instead of other things, whatever right. 2018 was about. I don't know. Arbitrary. Arbitrariness. <laughs> it seems like what we've been doing since episode one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So we're, we're, we're on our way to 100. That's what that's the theme. Oh, yeah. The March to 100. <laughs> the slow dirge toward 100. Oh, hopefully we get dirge. Maybe that's a perfect yeah, a perfect song. Planet Waves. Planet Waves episode five. Remember that? Episode five. Holy All right. Shit. We're off the rails here. Uh, go listen to Better Oblivion Community Center. Look and, out for Bonobo's new and album. Look out for Bonobo's new album. <laughs> I mean, you'll hear about all that stuff yeah, here. You, you're not going to hear about Better Oblivion Community Center again. So this is your last reminder. Better Oblivion Community Center. Connor Oberst, Phoebe Bridgers. Do it. Bye. 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 Bye.